0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a grizzly bear and a bird. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. There's this guy I've been fascinated with for years. He's a historical figure, Grizzly Adams. He... He trained all kinds of wild animals, including grizzly bears, hence his name. And it's very interesting when you read about him because the guy, the guy was bonkers. He he had these uh, grizzly bears. He had all kinds of wild animals, wild bears that he domesticated. He'd have bears pulling a pulling a wagon. I mean, we're talking like 1850s style stuff. So, really, beasts of burden were very common, but grizzly bears were not common, obviously, and. It was an interesting thing because he would have, he had two grizzly bears that he raised from cubs and he watched a den, a grizzly bear den that he was pretty sure had bears in it for something like three days. And on the third day he saw, he saw a mom bear emerge, mother bear. And he, he heard the whimpering of these cubs in, in the den and he wanted the cubs, which is Crazy. And, I mean, like, what are you going to do with Bisley Bear Crub? So, he runs up and he shoots and kills the mom bear, which is just, which is terrible. I mean, you, you just think about this. It's like, look, it's it's different now in our mind because we don't interact with bears. We see bears in zoos. We see bears in nature films. We don't see bears rolling through town eating people. Back in 1850... They were killing people every day. So to kill a grizzly bear was not a horrific thing. But even thinking about that, it's like, dude, you want one of those bears. What are you doing going off to shoot its mom? So he he kills the mom bear, which is a sad, a sad thing. And he goes into the den and snags these, snag these two cubs. And he realizes their eyes are still shut. They haven't even opened their eyes, which means they're still drinking milk from the mom. And they were these two just babies and he raised these babies he raised these these baby cubs and and he went everywhere with them he went everywhere with them and he was pretty well he was pretty well chronicled because he had connections with the real world and he had family members that lived in in civil society even though he was very much this mountain man but there were there were times when he would get trapped in a snowstorm and he was going to die and he would literally wrap himself up with his bear. He'd like spoon the bear. The bear was the big spoon. And he was a little spoon and he wore a bearskin coat and he'd wrap himself up with this bear and survive, survive the snowstorm he was caught in. So there was obvious this, obviously this very incredible incredible relationship that was that was developed and the thing that the thing that really got me in this story is as he was getting older and the bear was getting older Grizzly Adams gets attacked by another grizzly bear so he's out in the mountains middle of nowhere and some big ass grizzly bear comes and starts going after him His grizzly bear that he had raised his cub that he had raised up comes to his defense and gets its ass kicked. This bear had been domesticated. The bear attacking them was not domesticated and was out for lunch. And they fought off the grizzly bear. They fought off the wild bear. But both of them both of them were never the same. They were reported to be injured that they carried. They were, they were so injured, they carried these disabilities. They couldn't walk straight. They were messed up for the rest of their lives. And one without the other, individually, doesn't matter if it's a bear or a grizzly atoms, they're both dead. It was over. But they worked together and fought off this, fought off this wild animal. I've been thinking about grizzly Adams for weeks. I've been thinking about the nature of the relationship he had. And recently we saw the movie Rio with my boys. It's a little cartoon. It's about a little bird that gets taken out of captivity and he's living in like New York or something, gets taken to Brazil and paired up with this other bird that was like one of the last, like a blue macaw or something last of its kind and they're putting this cage together and of course they escape the cage and and make it out into the wild and and they fall in love. And the the funny thing about that movie is he's put into this aviary with this other female bird. And she kicks his ass. She's like I'm not touching you with a 10-foot, you know, feather. I'm not about you at all. And the assumption the assumption of course of the bird keepers, is that they'll mate and they'll make little babies. And she's disgusted by this idea. What do you think happens in the movie? Well, of course, by the end of the movie, they fall in love in spite of her hatred for him and, you know, make little blue babies, little birds. And, and I can't get over these two ideas. That if we spend enough time around people we end up caring for them we end up loving them and this is cross species I mean this bear spent enough time this wild bear whose mom got killed by this dude spent enough time with this human that it was willing to give its life for the human that's not even the same species that's a bear and a man what the hell would possess a bear that is not a classically domesticated animal I I could understand a, a bulldog or something coming to the rescue but a bear against a bear why and we see this being taught we see this being taught through children's films but for some reason When we exist in normal society, we make the assumption of ourselves and those around us that if people are different than us, there is no way we could come to love them. Think about it. Imagine somebody that you just think thinks exactly the opposite of you. What are the odds that you walk around saying to yourself, you know, his ideas seem crazy. The way he lives seems crazy. And, you know, honestly, I bet, I bet if I went and spent like a month with him, I would get to like the guy. Maybe I think he's crazy, but I like him. You know, no big deal. Nobody sits around and thinks that. People get on Facebook, they get on social media of any kind, and they just start blasting him, saying how horrible they are. Or, you know, somebody lives in a different state and that state happens to be more conservative and they come from that state. Like somebody comes here from Idaho and we're like, well, obviously we'll never be friends. They're from Idaho. Who? What is wrong with you? You could put a bear and a man together and they'll fall in love and care for each other. Why do you think that as human beings, if we spend enough time with each other, we couldn't just see the commonalities? We couldn't see the things we like about them. We couldn't see ourselves in them and vice versa. It's such a sad thing, but I think it's movies like Rio and and stories from our past that are slowly trying to remind us that we do, in fact, love each other if given the chance. If just given the chance we can get behind each other and work with each other and, and find all these common aspirations and thoughts, if we just give it a chance... But giving a chance is hard. It's hard. Nobody wants to sit down and talk. Nobody wants to spend time. Nobody even wants to acknowledge that they're closed off to that opportunity. Everybody thinks they're right. And when, when I take a step back and I really think about it, the idea that you're right no matter what is probably the worst and most incorrect idea that people on a regular basis that I come into contact with have. And it may be one of the more destructive philosophies in all of human existence. So the next time you think you're right, and the next time you think there's no way that you could hang out with somebody that thinks differently than you and find commonality and actually like that person, I want you to remember there was a bear almost 200 years ago that was willing to die for some dude in a bearskin coat. And if a bear can sacrifice its life for a guy... Maybe you can try to get to know people a little bit better. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it. Thank you, everyone. And please do remember, the essay classes are lining up daily, as are the SAT and ACT review. If you need some help, just hit me up.